Wait, Chris Angel's a guy? No, he's an angel. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college. And were able to sidestep mountains of unnecessary debt. Ooh. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Well, grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. I'm your best friend, Zach, and uh, <laughs> I'm here to say welcome and thanks for listening to Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. Uh, I'm Zach, your favorite member of the podcast, and joining me here are is Bo. Hey, it's me, your best friend and favorite member of the podcast, Bo. And Andrew. Hi, Zach is not your favorite member of the podcast if you listened to the last episode. That's rude. And Also, Ash. my name is Andrew. <laughs> And Ash, who is hosting this episode today. Uh, Hello, welcome to this episode today. It's going to be great. Uh, Take it away. Wahoo. Today, we are going to be talking about the queen of magic. What? There's a queen? (laughs) She said the queen of magic. Listen. Um, All hail. (laughs) I have no idea who this is or what they are. Yeah, tell me about the queen of magic. Who's the queen of magic? It's your majesty and you show respect. Is it real? Is it a real person? Yeah, the Queen of Magic is an uh, an all but forgotten true story of one of the most popular stage performers of her time. Uh, she her name was Adelaide, and she was born in 1853 in London, and she was quite literally a contributor to the style of stage shows and magic that we now even enjoy today. She was a pioneer in her field of onstage magic and illusions. And acrobatics. Uh, she was a talented and fearless performer, just an all-around badass. But she has largely been forgotten to time. She was. Why? I wonder why. But why has she been forgotten to time? Because I don't know who the fuck she is. Adelaide's a great name. Everyone That's knows. A good name. If Bo doesn't know, then no one knows. That's why it rhymes. And things that rhymes have to be true. She has two last names on the record: Adelaide, and I don't know how to say them, and I'm so sorry. Um, they're they're Belgian, but she's it's okay. Adelaide, she's dead. Scarez, S-C-A-R-E-Z, or Scare, but also spelled Scarcia with the S-I-A at the end instead. So Scar-cia. I'm not sure. We're going to go with Adelaide. Um, Why did she have two last names? Was she a criminal? I think it's just one of those things where in the 1800s, record keeping wasn't great. Also, like, you know, people have social security numbers, like names were just kind of what you said they were. A lot of people have two last names. God, I wish that was like now, you know. She's very indecisive. She, she couldn't assign which name she went. So one year she was this, one year she was that. That's so not what it was. Um, nope, that's what it was. I, I, <laughs> I get that there's like social security numbers. They're very important now. I understand that. But I do long for, you know, the days of where you could just make some shit up and you just could be just a be different like, person yeah, for a while. This is my name and this was my birthday and I'm from this place. And everyone's like, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you- if you didn't like the way your life was going, you could just move across the country and pick a new name for yourself and bada bing, bada boom. Okay, real quick, before Ash moves on, what would your fake name be if you did that? Zach, go. Uh, Richard Ledyard. That's very... That sounds like a guy who loves mowing his lawn. Mm-hmm. Yard is, he, in, is in the name. Yeah. Uh, but what would your <laughs> fake name be? Oh, um, is, this is my fake name. This is what I call my stage name. You guys will never know my real name. <laughs> oh my god, he already I, did it. Because I'm on the lamb. <laughs> catch me, Ash, Gopper. What, what would your what would your fake name be, Ash? Benjamin Wright. Oh, okay. That sounds like a fancy yeah. actor. 
I'm a man now. You have to pay me the man dollars pay, pay, and pay give me, me the pay, man pay respect. Fifteen percent more. Everyone give <laughs> them the man dollars. Where, where I got man dollars. Anyway, yeah, back to back to Adelaide. Um, That's fine. Was, no one has to ask me. It's okay. She was. Hey, Andrew. What would your don't ask be? him? Don't ask him. Don't ask him. <laughs> I want to pick two things that are on my my screen right now. Helsinki, Frankfurt. Those are just place names. It's fine. My, my, my name is going to be OBS Studios GeForce Experience. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. What's the order of that? It's hyphen too. Oh, French. Oh, wow. Forms don't see a nightmare. But there's no forms to where we're coming from. Anyway, she was contemporary with Harry Houdini. my name is Audacity Firefox. <laughs> That's actually pretty fucking cool. Arguably, at the time, she was even more popular than Harry Houdini. She was well, more well-known. In her later career, she's known as Adelaide Herman or the Queen of Magic. Uh, Herman monster was after she was married she was also called the queen of magic she dazzled stages all across the world for 50 or so years 30 of which of those uh, 30 of those were done as the most popular solo female performer of her time and honestly just one of the most popular performers on vaudeville um ever in its existence pretty cool so when she was young she studied dance and acrobatics she learned to ride the velocipede which is like a bicycle but the wheels look a little different than the ones we know today they're a little bigger and skinnier they're also known as a dinosaur yeah it's a dinosaur cycle <laughs> that's, the, dino that's the bicycle that has the one really big wheel no i don't think so i'm I googling think so. it I, i'm fact checking it and zach is right thank you i'm kidding i didn't google it <laughs> you think i had that time to google it and remember the name you said it was come on it's now. just it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's it's a bicycle but it's got really fucking big wheels the wheels like, are pretty their wheels are bigger really and they're like dumb. really skinny yeah like stupidly big wheels whoever because made this they was had giggling while they made gears it. yet so she rode a bike. That's an accomplishment. Um, she was a, an accomplished dancer. Um, she was very acrobatic. She could, uh, they were, she was a part of this bicycle troupe where they would go around and they would ride with like, they would ride on each other's shoulders and they would do like mild, uh, like circus kind of ish tricks um, on their bicycles. Gang. A velocity biker gang. gang. The velociraptors. That's too easy. I'm sorry. Living in London when she was young, she was engaged to a stage comedian and invited to see by friends to see a show at the Egyptian theater, which was a theater that her father had helped to build. And she saw the stage show of Herman the great in that show. He asked for audience participation. She volunteered and gave up her engagement ring. And he did the illusory magic in which he destroyed it and then magically returned it to her on the, uh, on a ribbon tied to a dove's neck, I believe is what it was. And she was delighted. The audience was delighted. It was a wonderful trick. And after that show, she decided she wanted to make her way to America because she wanted to join the ballet and be a stage performer. And because she needed to uh, she needed to get in touch with Nikola Tesla to make her a special uh, gizmo to do to do magic with. Yes, just like the movie Prestige. It's basically it's basically her life. And so she got on a ship in 1874 and was like, I'm going to go perform in America. I'm going to be in the ballet because she wanted to dance. So what happened to Adelaide on that fateful trip across the Atlantic? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. There was a vampire on board and it got loose and killed everyone. There was a whale ship Essex that passed them on the way and she waved them hello. Amelia Earhart was steering that ship. <laughs> you know she can't make it across the Atlantic. Are you going to give us Even though she wasn't born just yet. Guessing? Yeah. I was going to give you things but you were also enthusiastic about guessing that now I don't want to give you things anymore and I'm just going to tell you. No, give, give us things. We need it. We need it. Did she fall overboard, get hypothermia-induced mono, and no longer oh was God. no longer able to sustain a ballet career? Were all of her belongings stolen, and was she forced to return to England? Or did she meet that very man, Alexander Herman, again, 
and they fell madly in love on a boat ride magical time. Third one. Yeah, no, the, third way one. That, the way that you presented it makes it seem like the third yeah, one is the correct one. Horrible, awful, and great. I'm choosing great. It's the great one. She met yeah, Alexander right. Herman again, who she had been at his stage show. His stage name was, was Herman like, the Great. What's up? Oh, you boy, you hot as fuck. Oh yeah, why don't you engage me, huh? I'm ready for some engagement. Will you marry me? Yeah. Zach, what are you doing? I don't, I don't know. You can, that out. you can edit that out. <laughs> it sounded like like an old like those old comedians like. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> those old comedians? You mean Curly Howard? Sure, the ones that just made noises and were funny. They didn't have to speak. You're talking about one specific guy. So many. There's thousands. It's just the Three Stooges. 500,000. Her and Alexander hit it off immediately. It's a little bit unclear about the timeline between the end of Adelaide's engagement with the comedian in London and the start of her relationship with Alexander. But what matters is that the two were instantly drawn to each other. Um, they were hot and heavy pretty quickly, apparently, on this two-week boat ride to America. Once she finally got to America, she found the ballet scene pretty difficult to crack. She was basically already seen as too old. She was 19 at the time. So she was basically an over-the-hill grandma who could never be a ballerina. So instead, she found herself performing in stage shows, burlesque and spectacle shows, because she was highly skilled in dance and she had high acrobatic prowess. By 1875, so a year later, Alexander and Adelaide got married in New York. Rumor is that the crowd reacted to their official nuptials with roaring applause, and Alexander reached his hand into the mayor's long beard, or other people say it was his pockets, and he produced <laughs> a wad of bills in which he tossed up in the air, uh, and then they disappeared. So he reached inside <laughs> something and created a big wad. Okay, okay, that's what I, that's what I heard. He gra- hold on, hold on. He grabbed inside of someone's beard and pulled out a fuckload of money, threw it in the air, and disappeared, which is actually not that hard to do, because if you throw a bunch of money in the air, no one's paying attention to you. They pay, Honestly, they pay attention sick. to the money. It's like, it's like scramble. Like every, you know, Everyone's diving over each other to get their free money. <laughs> you could make an easy getaway. But this just shows that these two together just... They had a flair for the dramatic. They were performers and they were good at their craft. They 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 couldn't help themselves, right? Dude, watch like hold on. Watch that like that fucking mayor is like, um, that was actually that like I that was part of the town funds. I don't know how you knew that was in there, but you just fucked over this town. Newspapers <laughs> did later confirm that he paid the necessary fees and like no one was lost any money. Like it was it was oh, okay. a trick, a set like an illusion, but it made for a great time. So after that, they started touring together. So Adelaide took center stage beside her husband. Uh, At first, she donned men's clothes and went by the name Mr. Alexander. And she mostly was helping him uh, on stage until one day, Herman the Great turned to Adelaide as he accepted a strand of handkerchiefs that she had gathered from the crowd. He winked and said, Mr. Alexander is now going to form this next trick. And Adelaide was like, uh, what? And ran from the stage in a panic um, because she hadn't really done like kind of mean. Magic. But after a little bit of coaxing, she came back out. She performed the trick. She bl- tied all the handkerchiefs together and blew on all the knots to make them disappear. Nice. And okay. it was a hit. Uh, and that her take on this illusion became a fixture in their program moving forward. And she really started moving into the spotlight beside him, doing more of the tricks publicly. So nice. why 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 was she dressed up as a man? Probably because they thought that like a two man stage show was a good gimmick. To get that I man think, money. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Maybe it was that. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. Like, 
My guess was is that, that... The, wait, was this around the time where they still thought witches were a thing? Because if she did any stage magic, they would have been like, ah, get her. I mean, a little bit, but like, no, it was it was not like that. Uh, at this time, spiritualism and like mediumship was really popular. So like people being possessed by ghosts and like talking to the dead and stuff was like really big in popular culture. So like it wasn't that crazy, but like women on the stage weren't really a thing as much. Especially not doing magic. Was she one of the first, like, who broke through, I'm guessing? Yeah. Or am like I asking you, questions about the future? Should I no, stop? No, when you, when you look back at, like, when I was looking back into this, I only saw a couple of women pop up who were, like, magician, illusory stage performers from this time. Really only, like, two. And so, at this point in the story, how old is she? And what year is it? Uh, so, this is a couple years after they got married. So... This is like 1877, probably. Okay. She's ancient at this point, at the ripe She's age like of 21. She's like 21. Cool. She's pretty much an old maid. Yeah, they were, they were married when she was 19 or 20, and then immediately they basically started doing magic and touring together. I want to do magic with my, my spouse. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Do you want to learn how to do magic together? I mean, maybe. I'm too clumsy, though. I'm not good at, like, sleight of hand and I'm... stuff. Just dress up as a man. It worked out for Adelaide. But she was, like, actually good at the tricks, though. She was, like, really talented. Was I, I she, don't know that I have that. Was she though? Yeah, she was. Um, that, it, th- that actually leads right into my next <laughs> point, which is m- many women at this time, if they were involved in the stage, they were just seen as magicians' assistants, right? They were the kind of non-entity, beautiful woman who stands around and yeah. looks pretty, while the magician does all the actual work, right? I kind of saw that coming. It's that's pretty much the test of time. Is if there's a woman involved in anything, she's a sidekick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sexist fuckery. Yeah. Uh, and what? it's. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. T- it's terrible Bo, because. Uh, would, you, would you like to give your take on that? Yes. <laughs> Go women. Magicians assistants are often centered in the tricks that they're quote unquote assisting. They're the ones getting sawed in half. They're the ones doing contortion. They're the ones escaping the water tank with their hands tied and slipping knots and distracting the audience and doing sleight of hand tricks. You know, like. But the, also, they're doing it while wearing tight clothes and long dresses and looking beautiful and making it seem like they're not contributing anything. So take that, did, men. Just always like to point out the sexist fuckery when you see it, because it's just a larger trend of people devaluing women's contributions to craft and, and labor. You know, this is a constant story throughout history is women exactly. doing all of the is basically nothing men doing being possible without women in the the in these sorts of roles and therefore the men get all the credit while the women get overlooked it also kind of talks about the like the manager aspect of most workplaces like if you the people at the bottom are always the ones doing the work yet the people at the top are always the ones reaping the benefits Mm -hmm. we need a hostile takeover (laughs) boss makes a dollar i make a dime that's why I do magic on company time. That's why I do oh, magic yeah. on company time. Um, it's just like with the cookie myth that we were talking about last time in the Comfort Foods episode, where it's a pervasive myth that Ru- Ruth Wakefield accidentally invented this cookie. When you really, had to bring that up, did you? Okay. Well, I'm, not, I'm not specifically calling you out. I'm just saying it, th- we've seen this before, where oh a God. woman put a lot of time and work into something only and like skilled yeah, labor like oh she did it by accident yeah, oh for, what a clumsy woman exactly for oh. history to be like oh she's so silly she she ran out of chocolate and she was like, just knocked it into the bowl and she took mm-hmm. a man's adventure and made it better <laughs> yeah so sexist fuckery aside adelaide was a very skilled magician in her own right even before she took the stage in a solo capacity her 
handkerchief. Now, when trick. she when she took the stage in solo capacity, did she present herself as Adelaide, or was she still pretending to be the guy? We'll get there. Okay. Um, after after a time, um, she stopped being Mr. Alexander, even um, when they were still together, her and Herman. Uh, she was a true partner in the show, not just in the stage, but in the advertising and the themes. So they showcased in these shows uh, together not only their shared illusory talents, but they would have Adelaide play these figures uh she would be like levitated while sleeping they did a trick where they would make a show where she was a witch who was getting like burned at the stake or um she was like possessed and they cremated her like literally there was like fire on the stage like it looked like she was being burned alive and then she returned moments later dressed like a ghost and she terrorized alexander (laughs) her husband who had killed her quote unquote (laughs) that's amazing i I love love that. that that's a good trick uh, in one show when they started, before, before you I, go any further, I, more than yeah, anything, we have to talk I want to know that. what her That's ghost costume. I want more okay. than anything. I want to know what her ghost costume looked like. I I don't know. It was so hard to find information on these tricks and what they looked like and how they were done. Like I'm hoping she, it wasn't just a sheet. I assume it was just for the speed factor of it. Like if she, you know, I think magic maybe, has to go quickly. Or maybe she like was just dressed in all white and like lit differently. I don't know. Maybe she painted her face. I don't That's know. True. Lighting does change a lot of stuff. Wait, so when she was a guy, what was what what name did she go by again? Mr. Alexander. Did did anyone like ever catch Mr. Alexander and the magician guy making out on the stage? No, and also when I was okay, so I would love that. She went by like, Mr. Oh Alexander. My God, magic. <laughs> and her husband's name was Alexander Herman. So like she was like Mr. I don't know, it just it's something seems I don't know. Hey Andrew, what would you do if somebody called you Alexandru? I uh, would be weird. very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Alexandra, what the fuck are you I would ask why, and then I would not accept that answer, because uh, there's really no answer that would make sense for someone to say that. Mm, yes, Unless me and my sister, we have a sister named Alex. Hi, Alex. I, Hi, Alex. We, hey. What if, if we ran fast enough at each other and just, and like morphed into each and other, that's the like only thing. like a Steven thing. Universe gem. Exactly. That's the yeah. only thing I could think of for someone to call me and that Alex actually that. actually would be probably your, your fusion name. No, because you become someone different. Your parents like the letter A? Like, Jesus. Yeah, they yes. really do. They do. Um, yeah. Adelaide and Alexander were extremely popular with their show. Uh, they started touring Europe and South America. In one of their shows, when they were touring in South America, they're trapeze artist didn't show up for work and so they were performing go ahead she stepped the fuck up she stepped the fuck up quite literally because the thing that that acrobat was performing was the human cannonball oh shit (laughs) so she climbed into the cannon (laughs) and they shot her out of it and she probably did a cool flip as a ghost and she landed and it was awesome and she was really good at it and um i I don't know if they kept like doing it but um really showcases her athletic prowess that she was just like uh yeah okay dude for real how fun (laughs) does it like imagine you had one of those at your disposal and you were next to a lake Hmm. would you i would if i was next to a lake yeah i would do it i i would 100 percent. it looks so fun or a giant 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 thing of soft stuff near you as well Hmm. either or uh in this show they also took advantage of adelaide's talents in dancing and pageantry um, they both had, so Alexander Herman, Herman the Great, as he was, his stage name was, how everybody knew him. He had a really striking presence. He had a really good stage presence. Um, he had a big booming voice and he had a very particular look. He had that like upturned mustache. Like, um, he was like a well-recognizable guy. And so, uh, 
her history with like being in the ballet and being in shows, she understood like state like stage pageantry. Um, because many performers at this time were operating on a really small scale. Acts were focused on crowd work in small theaters. They they didn't have this like big grandeur and spectacle that like we come to know from a stage show, right? So Adelaide and Herman put together their flair for pageantry and dramatics. They would incorporate bespoke musical scores. They had elaborate backgrounds. They had costuming. Um, they had dance. She would twirl in red and orange silks, and it like looked like she was dancing in fire because she was like spinning. Cool. Um, and awesome. apparently it like looked awesome. Uh, and so this really set them apart from other magicians at the time because they were really kind of like blazing a new way into a different style of stage show. One that like Vegas would be nowhere without. Yeah. hundred percent. God, like, how imagine, cool are those shows in Vegas? They're so goddamn cool. There's a reason people like them. And without They're Adelaide, cool. we probably wouldn't have had them. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But she certainly was one of the first people to be doing it and she did it really well. Um, Fuck Yeah. Some say that Adelaide was even more skilled than Alexander, the, at, of, um, especially at sleight of hand tricks, because she started to, over time, uh, invent her own, but they were very oh, difficult to pull off. I thought you meant pick off. his pocket. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, what do you he think her bonus notice. was? What do you think what was? What do you think her bonus was to sleight of hand rolls? Oh, plus 10, plus 30. <laughs> she, would, she would just pick everyone's pocket in the theater while they were watching the show, and she would cash that on the side. You know what I'm saying? No, she was on the up and up. She, she made her money honorably. Um, she would encourage Alexander to do her tricks sometimes, but apparently he could never really pull them off that well because they were too hard. Um, she made a trick where various colors of sand would be poured into a bowl of water and then the magician like reaches in and pulls it out and it's dry sand out of the water. And, um, Herman the Great tried to do it on stage and he fucked it up and <laughs> embarrassed himself. Um, and so after that he was like, you know, I'm not, I, Adelaide, I'm not going to do your tricks anymore because I can't. I can't do them. <laughs> they could never step foot in Fresno ever again. <laughs> um, I wonder if it was because she had smaller hands. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know. The, She'd definitely like, be really good at uh, picking, uh, uh, at picking up, you know, weird little things that got stuck between the edge of the sofa and the wall. That's <laughs> she, not magic. She'd be exactly. so useful grabbing the stuff that falls between my seat in my car to diminishing her talents again um she got these tiny hands. these men these men <laughs> over a, here trying to, to diminish I'm not diminishing her talents i yeah. am i i i am celebrating tiny hands. utilitarian skills i am a big supporter of tiny hands i've made that loud and clear since day one of this podcast have you oh have you wow honestly I the way that you're saying that this that. makes me feel a little gross i don't i don't i don't <laughs> I don't want to associate like, with this anymore. anyway. Like this is all you love the to, most about tiny. I'm just gonna keep it's going. This is all not to diminish Alexander's talents, though. <laughs> oh God, because he was one of the greatest illusory. Oh God, Bo, I can't. <laughs> Sometimes you can have inside thoughts that don't have to leave your mouth. The people need to hear it. It's really hard for Bo to keep Do all they? those thoughts in because he just has so many thoughts in there. They start spilling out. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this podcast yeah, is like therapy. I'm sure for that's me. it. That seems unhealthy. You should get a real therapist. Anyway, no. um, <laughs> um, so part of what made this this couple such a powerhouse is because Alex, uh, Herman the Great was one of the greatest illusory acts ever to uh, grace the stage. And with Adelaide beside him, he was able to teach her all of his like inside knowledge, all of his skills and tricks. They were able to bounce ideas off of each other um, because magicians at this time were super naturally very protective of their secrets. They didn't want to give away how they were doing these illusions, just like the movie The Prestige. Um, mm -hmm. But with 
Adelaide as his wife and his confidant and his partner, they were able to develop amazing tricks and amazing shows and grow their craft together uh, as this powerhouse of uh, a magic duo. Hey, uh, real quick, I have an idea. Before the end of this podcast, like right after we say what our favorite things that we learned was, while Ash is talking, in the back of your mind, I would like you guys to think of a magic trick that you made up and we will present them at the end. I'm not creative enough for that, dog. Yeah. This is not a request. This is a demand. So uh, do that. All right. We'll Something see else that they started incorporating start into it. their show that they that other people didn't really do at the time was include popular culture and like comedy. They were like magic comedy. They would riff on political scandals, fa- fashion trends in um, like I was saying before, the in the Victorian area, sp- spiritualism was very popular and uh, magicians of this time hated spiritualism because what? spiritualism was people lying to others um pretending to be like talk to the dead pretending to uh paint paintings like oh i was possessed by pablo picasso and i painted this not pablo but picasso that's what magic in the 1800s is. magic is also lying but magicians especially herman the great and adelaide were very adamant that people knew that these were tricks they knew that this wasn't real oh. magic Okay. They mm-hmm. wanted people to know that it wasn't real and still be so in awe of how they did it that that is where like the the magic is, so to speak. But spiritualism It was the friends we made along the way. It was the friends we made along the way. It was it's the fact that you know that they did it, but you just, you know, it's it, it looks so unreal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be uh I obviously don't think that any sort of magician on stage is an actual you know wizard. Um have you seen Chris Angel's Mind Freak? Come on. I have but never the, I have never recovered from that show. The only thing I remember <laughs> is he puts his arms freaked. out and then he levitates. That's all I got so for Chris Angel right Mind Freak. But so it's not like wow, this man's magic. That's insane. It's more like wow, this is really creative and like an amazing sort of display of talent this is a very intriguing thing i wonder i wonder how it's happened if you think about it that's kind of being mean to magicians because shouldn't you give them the credit for being magic no oh (laughs) i mean it seems like a lot of them especially at this time at least didn't want you to think that they were actually doing magic like it's kind of funny. It's because they'd be burned at the stake if they did. They're yeah, very well. good with their fingers. Um, in their show, this is the eighteen seventies. Nobody was burning anybody at the stake in the eighteen seventies. Yeah, no, I don't know. I was in America. There. No, um, they just hated that people were losing, uh, like losing out on money and like being duped. Um, and so in their show, they would make fun of it. Sometimes they would publicly debunk mediums and psychics. Um, he would expose them by do- replicating how a lot of spiritualists would do their tricks. So like they would, it was kind of the stuff like, oh, is anybody here with the, uh, a dad with a name that starts with M? Like oh, he it's, would, like the guy, what's his name? Uh, John Edward. Sure. That, that, that fucker oh, that got oh, exposed. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's his brother. Who's they have the John same first Edward? name, but not the same last John name. John Edwards. I don't know. Remember the crossing over with John Edward? It was one of those medium things. It was a show. Oh. And oh. like he'd, he'd walk into a room and it would just be a bunch of people and he'd be like, does anyone have a, have a, have a partner of a dead person with have the a last name? Have a grandfather who wore a M watch. Or e or E or J or K or, or R. And then someone would be like, oh, mine was an R. And then they'd like, whoa. And it was horrible. It was stupid. It was the dumbest did he, thing was he, did he happen it's to be in, 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 in a war? Oh my God, he was in a war. It's like, yeah, they, they all were. It's like, um, no shit, dude. <laughs> Let me guess. They are old and or dead. Yeah. Whoa. Um. So Alexander would be like, exposing and like replicating spiritualism of the time um 
Uh, in like one instance, they helped to, to expose a famous medium named Anne Odelia Disdebar, who was eventually sent to jail. <laughs> Good, that name sucks. Because she did exactly that. She said she was possessed by the spirit of a famous artist, and then she would sell those art those paintings for a shitload of money. It's like Miss Cleo. And Harry Houdini also famously spoke out against her. The, the entire magic community celebrated when she was finally behind bars, because they just hated that this woman was tricking people. <laughs> like, fuck this lady, dude. I agree. <laughs> Hmm. Um, soon, I mean, they were obviously extremely popular. People loved them. They were living the lavish life. They had a mansion in New York. They had a yacht docked in Long Island Sound. They had a private railroad car that was rumored to cost $40,000, which is $800,000 in today's Jesus money. Jesus Christ. You gotta wow. get that magician money, guys. Their stage show yeah. was the highest earning acts of the era, making a reported, uh, what is now $2 million a year. And I imagine it's probably hard to make wow. a living as a magician these days. This yeah. seem, and this seems like a grand fortune, but Alexander had no trouble spending it. Uh, lavish furnishings, failed investment endeavors. He soon racked up quite a bit of debt. Just like Curly Howard. Just like you're talking about, Andrew, Alexandrew, Curly Tell Howard. He got a lot of debt, too. He's like, hey, I'll buy that over there. Alexander's life of luxury caught up to him in 1896. Where after a rousing party and subsequent train ride in the private uh, car to Philadelphia, Adelaide Hurston enter her room. It was Alexander, pale in the face and unable to breathe. <gasps> oh no. What did the doctor diagnose Herman the Great with just a few months prior? He choked on his money. A. Terrible humors of the mind. Uh. B. The worst kind of tobacco heart. Oh. Or C. A debaucherous spirit causing tainted blood. Oh, I'm hoping that last one. I really, oh, yeah. truly hope that it's the, the spirits got him. What was the, what, the he middle one? He debunked so many people heart. talking to spirits that they came after him because they're like, <laughs> spooky, spooky spirits. Go you? spirits. Uh, B is the worst kind of tobacco heart. That, that, sounds like, that sounds like the way that a doctor would talk at that time. It sounds, like, that sounds more real. I'm just hoping for the ghosty one. You know what I'm saying? Ghosties. But what was your answer? Spooky, spooky ghosts. Spooky ghosts. It's ooky spooky. The oh, answer musician. was Mind freak. B. The oh, doctor okay. had diagnosed him a few months prior with the worst kind of tobacco heart. And unless he stopped his excessive cigarette smoking, he would not live more than two years. Holy crap. Adelaide had guess. pressed. He didn't. He did not. Adelaide had pressed her husband to give up the habit. But alas, she said he could not or would not. And that fateful day in 1896... Uh, he came into her train car, pale in the face, unable to breathe. She attempted to give him some whiskey water, which apparently was a thing that you gave people when they were sick back then. Mm-hmm. She's oh like, yeah, I'm going to take some cocaine to help I, with your, your tobacco take some whiskey. I'm, I'm going to start using You're that. having a heart attack. You know it's good. Whiskey. whiskey. Alcohol. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're bleeding? Let's give you alcohol. Um, <laughs> to, to no avail, and he died in her arms. His funeral was held night, later that Prince. month. It was extremely well attended. So many people attended it that it blocked off the streets. Unfortunately, they like made his like casket disappear or something. Please. <laughs> I did not read about any hijinks at his funeral. God damn it. Were they, they, they're were they so close to perfection. Do you think they were expecting that like at he any moment in time dead. for him to like pop out Do of the he, like, casket? Out? He's like, ta-da! This was my greatest show. Ha-ha! Come see our show. Like, yeah. How would, ever top, how, would he, how would he ever how would he ever top that though at the point like, this is <laughs> yeah, right. you'd have to retire you'd, you'd have to peaked. retire immediately unfortunately for adelaide all of the attendees went on their way and she was left alone with a 20 person troop of actors animals properties and all of alexander's debts 
So December 22nd of that year, she went to the courthouse and declared that the property left by the magician was not was worth not more than $2,000 and that his debts far exceeded the amount of the estate left by him. What a girl to do, you know? She wrote in her memoirs. I oh, I had I tried to find her memoirs. I looked everywhere. They had it in a school library in Stony Brook, New York, but um I I could not find a copy of her memoirs. I I tried really hard. Um there's they they don't make copies. They're like don't make prints of it anymore. I couldn't find it a PDF anywhere. I couldn't find it online. I couldn't find it in person. I was very sad. I found well, snippets of it. That's why everyone forgot about her. Yeah, I mean she wrote a whole memoir about her life. Um I could find snippets snippets of it across various articles. Um, and in one of them, she said it's among the most pathetic aspects of the stage of which the general public knows general public knows little or nothing is that it allows no time for the indulgence of private sorrow. She immediately knew what she had to do. She had to get back up on the horse as it were. She rejected all the offers to buy her show because she knew her value and she didn't want to throw away 20 years of hard work and the tricks and the audience that she had built with her husband. So she decided to push forward. She knew that she could continue the popular show. She's like, I built a popular show. I can do it again. I'm going to continue to support myself on the stage and my company because all these people depend on me. So she immediately went into action. She hired Alexander's nephew named Leon, who he had been lightly training to take over his mantle. The two apparently shared a very similar look. But either unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, the partnership between Adelaide and Leon only lasted a couple of years. I think it was less than three years. Uh, hey, chat, tell me, has there ever, ever been a chat? trustworthy person named Leon? I really can't think of it. This is not Twitch, sir. There's true. no <laughs> chat. The, the kings of Leon, their sex is on fire. You don't want any of that. Yeah, and exactly. And all of their music after that was shit. So see, untrustworthy. And before it, too. <laughs> well, apparently he sucked because he, even though he looked like his uncle, he didn't have a fraction of the theatricality or stage presence. And he had an issue with Adelaide's role in the show. He didn't want to be managed by her. Uh, She was, by all accounts, the stage manager. She knew all the tricks. She knew all the people. She knew what sparked interest. And he didn't want her to be in charge. And he didn't want to pay her to be his manager. What? Motherfucker, she hired you. Fuck this guy. I hate this guy. (laughs) Like, she... It's fine. It's not... Well, it's fine because they went their separate ways. Um, He was very very much not Leon the Professional. He was not a professional, but she was with, a consummate professional. With Jean Renault. Yes. And, and she Natalie was like, Portman. you know what? Without Leon weighing me down, I'm just going to do it on my own. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to do it by myself. And so she decided to start performing on her own. Here's a little dumpity chumpity. What trick shot, uh, what trick really shot Adelaide into the stratosphere in terms of popularity after Alexander's death? Cannons. Shot. So, Get it? So I'm going to give you... <laughs> I'm going to give you three tricks that she, um, that she did. You're going to tell me which one uh, was the most popular. Okay. Is it the, the Phantom Bride? Through hypnotism, quote unquote, she made a bride's body draped in a white dress rise on a brightly lit stage. She would pass a hoop over her hovering form, showing that there were no wires. And then when she pulled away the white silk, she was gone. Pretty cool. Was it the bullet catch? A line of riflemen would join her on stage as she asked the crowd to inspect her bullets, each with a special mark. The guns were loaded and aimed at her. The audience held their breath, the guns fired, the smoke cleared, and Adelaide was standing, the marked bullets still hot, clutched in her hands. Or was it the witch? Stumbled onto the stage dressed as an old woman, trying to reach a fire burning in the darkness. When she finally arrives at the pyre, she dives directly into the flames. Unlike their old act, uh, where she was cremated and she returned as a ghost, this time she emerged reborn, young, youthful, smiling, and she whirled to the swell of music with cathartic abandon. Hot as fuck. That one sounds great. That sounds cool. I I would like to see that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I like it. And and it's uh and it's it's thematically it's it's thematic. It's so plus I don't like thematic. guns, so I don't want to like perpetuate using guns shooting toward women. Mm. Well, the audience at the time loved shooting bullets at women. They actually oh, just God. loved the bullet hatch. <laughs> well, because it was dangerous, right? And the so they're like, yeah, shoot the a woman. Cu- They're like, oh, couple, man, she caught it. <laughs> a couple people had actually died during the bullet catch. Get her. <laughs> it's a very easy trick to go wrong, just like in the prestige where he slips a button into the into the gun and shoots his hand. Spoilers if you haven't seen the prestige. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the prestige 18 year old movie. She even had urged her husband not to do it when he was still alive. as She thought that it was too dangerous. Um, but at this point, she was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a woman get and I got to. I, will, <laughs> I gotta get this this show has to be popular it's literally all i have i'm a good ass magician i'm gonna do the bullet catch and if you recall from the description it wasn't just one shooter she would invite six people to shoot her six bullets um she did say how she did this one because it was did she catch all six she caught all six the fuck like, like Neo? so so i assume then that means that they shot them like sequentially right and not simultaneously. Yeah, all at once, I would guess. Uh, I don't know, though. It never really said. Um, but they would do a little sleight of hand trick where they would swap out the bullets for burned bullets that looked like they had been fired. There was never any bullets in the gun. Classic. People were like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And because she was a woman, people were like, good damn. This is why. And so she was just immediately already so popular. She did do the other two tricks and they were extremely popular. But the bullet catch, because of its dangerous aspect, was really the one because she was like, "Okay, now that I'm on my own, I got to do something that proves that I am the best in the game. And it was the bullet catch. You know, that's badass. It's really badass. Uh, The Phantom Bride and the Witch, she did do her new show, highlighted her femininity and her illusory talents. It touched on themes of love and loss, undoubtedly influenced by her life, Uh, included a lot of the tricks that I talked about before. She's the only woman to ever have been known to accomplish the trick on stage. Which one? the um the bullet catch oh okay i mean the other ones too were like of her own invention so like she also was the only one to do those um but like that one in particular she did tricks that like i think are impressive even to today's standards she did one where she would disappear into a puff of red smoke and satan appeared in her place (laughs) cool that's sick fuck yeah i i i feel like all of this this like witchy satany stuff is great uh, it's a great theme for a magic show because it really plays up the whole, you know, witchy, satany part of it. <laughs> I feel like I was going somewhere with that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I, th- I, I, I wish that it would come back around. We should do more of that stuff. Um, she would also levitate off the ground, her long, elegant dress flowing under her. There was a trick where she would lay down in a coffin and then someone would set it on fire and she would escape. Uh, she brought Sick. back some of her bicycle tricks where she would ride with another girl atop of shoulder atop her shoulders. And then she would do um, intricate dances with pyres of, like I said before, red and orange silk. She was always coming up with new ideas, adding new aspects to her show. When she got a little bit older, she began to slow down on the acrobatics and she incorporated more animals into her show. She started an act called Noah's Ark, where she amassed a collection of 200 animals. Uh, I don't it wasn't actually 200, but it was a lot. Uh, at first, an ark was shown on stage empty, and then buckets of water symbolizing the flood were poured down its chimney. Soon, two cats, one black and one white, climbed from the chimney, and then a, dra- a drawbridge emerged where there uh, uh, flowed out a parade of what was all dogs in costumes, birds, leopards, lions, 
tiger, zebras, elephants, a flock of white doves, a biblical goat, uh, and how then do you have, how what do you the have fuck birds, is a biblical but goat? They're dogs in costumes. <laughs> she had dogs what's, in what's costumes. A, what, what's a biblical goat? Like a goat with a Bible taped to it? I don't and he has like a nice long beard. He's basically, a Jesus I think it's goat. I think it's a white goat. Um, and then it would reveal a lounging woman dressed in white, which was her. And it was, by all means, a smash hit. People loved Noah's Ark. This is her Dwight moment. It's all going to be goat. It's all going to be goat. It's all dog. Um, yeah. She continued performing into her 70s Whoa. when, wow. unfortunately, tragedy struck. Tobacco heart. What happened to Adelaide in, eight, in 1926? Tobacco heart. Chris Angel came, freaked her mind. <laughs> she was never the same. Yep. Oh, it's weird to think of these like Victorian, uh, like what feels like Victorian era magicians like surviving into like the 1920s. Yeah. A breakout of avian flu caused an entire theater of people to get ill. The warehouse containing her props, costumes and animals burned down, leaving her with nothing. Or while crossing the Atlantic, returning from a tour, Adelaide fell overboard and got hypothermia induced mono and it ended her career. Hey, this is the thing you said earlier. You said I think that the before. Fact that it wasn't I did that, say that before. before. But now it's here again makes me think that either either this is the answer this time or you're being very tricksy. Well, Ash likes to trick us with these things historically. So I'm not going to go with that third one, even though it's probably the third one. Avian flu, warehouse fire or mono? I I think that it's the mono. I'm going to go with avian flu. The answer is B. The warehouse containing all of her props, costumes and yes, her animals burned down, leaving her with nothing. Although she was extremely she successful, she had given up the Whitestone Mansion, um, the, the mansion that they had in New York. It's called the Whitestone Mansion. She gave that up. She stored all of her props, all of her illusions, decades of mementos, basically everything she owned. Um, her trained animals at a theatrical warehouse on West 46th Street in Manhattan. On September 7th, 1926, her morning was interrupted by a phone call in which she was informed that the warehouse had caught fire. She arrived to the building to see that firefighters had pumped so much water into the street or onto the inferno that the street was like a river. She was told that all of her animals were lost, but she ended up finding uh, someone was like yelling, like, look, look, and pointed up to a window where one of her cats was up there. And so she called it down and it landed in the water in the street, but it was safe. Um, So she also found her her poodle and her fox terrier um, that over she had over 60 animals um, and she only found those three, um, which is very sad. She. In her memoirs, her heartbreak is tangible, uh, particularly for the loss of what she called the best talent among animal thespians, as well as a fellow vaudeville entertainer named Thomas Collins, who was in the warehouse and was found, quote, locked in the embrace of his famous boxing kangaroo, unquote. Oh, my God. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Really, really sad. Um, So everything was gone. Her over 200 crates of costumes and illusions and 50 years of her life from wedding silver to... um, Everything she had that she built with Alexander and Post. And a guy. And a man. <laughs> and all of her animals. Um, literally, basically everything that she owned for her show. But this did not stop Adelaide. Even at the age of 73, she said, Summoning all of my remaining courage to my aid, I clung persistently to the thought that I should rise again, Phoenix-like, from these ashes to face another future. She rebounded with another pared-down show called Magic, Grace, and Music, highlighting the three elements at which she had expelled in her career. Uh, she performed until 1928 before retiring. That's at least a decent rebound from a fire destroying all of your animals, props, and a man. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's horrible. After retirement from the stage, she wrote her memoirs, which I could, which I said, 
I could not find. Makes me so, so sad. Um, and I'll vouch for that. There was a lot of effort put into finding those memoirs. I, I tried really uh, hard. I saw, I saw many steps of it, uh, and they were just unfindable. So please, nobody, nobody accuse Ash of not doing thorough research. It was just unfindable. I wasn't going to no, accuse, accuse Ash of that. Bad but research. Yeah, I think it's it's going to happen. How now dare you? Um, How and dare the you? only books I could Don't find about tell her me not were... to do something. Cause I'm going to do it. <laughs> were like Don't books written nice for night. children about like women in history, and I'm like I don't want to read no kids book about her. She's way too badass to be boiled down to fit for her narrative for a child. Yeah, kids are idiots. Uh, and then on that note. She died on February 19th, 1932, <laughs> from pneumonia at the age of 79. Ah, yes, tobacco. And she's dead. Lung. Tobacco pneumonia. She died tobacco much pneumonia. unlike Tobac- she lived. Breathing? She died quietly oh. and out of the public eye. She was buried next to her beloved husband at the Woodlawn Cemetery in New York. And uh, one final dumpity chumpity for you. What is printed on Adelaide's gravestone? Does it say... Bad bitch, no muzzle. Bad bitch, no muzzle. <laughs> Now you doesn't see me. say now you don't. Oh, that would be that would be so good. Andrew, do you want to get a quip in? Uh 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 she got the meats. Arby's. Ooh, <laughs> well, way before the time. Yeah. Yeah. Arby's. Yeah, the, the the owner of Arby's was the creator of Arby's was hanging around at Woodlawn Cemetery in New York yeah. perusing. Oh she was the, the creator Ooh. of Arby's. Part of her esteemed legacy. So, does her gravestone her, her gravestone say Adelaide Herman, the Queen of Magic? In parentheses, Adelaide Herman, magician extraordinaire, in parentheses, or does it say Adelaide Herman, wife, in parentheses? <sighs> I feel like I'm going to be disappointed right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, the fact that you one. introduced her as the Queen answer. of Magic makes me want to say that it's Queen of Magic, but the fact that you said that she's largely forgotten and doesn't get the credit she deserves makes me think that it says Adelaide Herman, wife. That's right, folks. After all that, after a long, illustrious career that even outspanned her husband, she is still not recognized for her contributions to her craft at her final resting place. She is Adelaide Herman, wife, buried next to Alexander Herman, Herman the Great. We that should change sucks, that, dude. Let's go change yeah. that. Yeah, right? Where it is should it? say Adelaide Where'd Herman, say the was? Queen of Magic. It's in New York at the Woodlawn Cemetery. I'm bringing chisels. Let's go. The oh, Queen yeah. of Magic it is. I think that's great. Queen of Magic, bad bitch, no muzzle. She had the fucking mates. That's what we're putting yeah, on. That's, that's a lot of space on a very small gravestone. Gone, but never forgotten. She, I like that you're well, nice except to when she was forgotten. Except for how she's been forgotten. She once stated, oh, um, quote, I shall not be content until I'm recognized by the public as a leader in my profession and entirely irrespective of the question of sex, unquote. And I think that she accomplished that in her time. I don't know that, especially in the late 1800s, early 1900s, people could separate the idea of sex from an individual's person. Um, but if it wasn't then, then God damn it, it's now. She was one of the best magicians to have ever lived. What about Chris Angel? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's good too. David Blaine, sure. Wait, Chris but, Angel's yeah. a guy? Adelaide Herman. No, he's an angel. <laughs> Did you ever see the time when David Blaine filled that guy's cup with Cheez-Its? What? We, we and then he bullets them? Jesus. What oh, the F? <laughs> what the F? Stop putting things <laughs> on our bodies. <laughs> I was in dinosaur times. <laughs> oh, we got to watch those now. He's filling Sorry, their mouths with orange soda whenever they try to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. For, so- for someone who, who had such a long and fantastic career, who shaped the very industry of profession as we know it, it sucks that more people don't know her name, so I wanted to do this podcast and to let everybody know, all 20 people who listen to this, thanks for listening to this. 
I hope you hey. enjoyed listening to Adelaide Herman. We're not done yet, though, quite. Um, oh. oh. Just to tell everybody about her amazing life and what an amazing person that she was. I, it's so interesting because Harry Houdini, you know, he's a household name. You ask people, well, what was Harry Houdini's whole deal? They're like, oh, the magic guy. He died from appendicitis. Yeah, but I think because he died in a controversial way that like helped his legacy to stay. But because she died in relative peace and she had lost all of her belongings, like not that long oh. before. You know, and there's no memorabilia. Like a stamp at the at the cemetery. It said wife. Like, he had a penis too, so mm. or did he? Well, as we all know, you can't appendix. do magic without your penis. Mm-hmm. You, or you be can well though. Known. You can though. Mm, yeah, I never heard one. of this lady, even though you told me we all just... these facts about her. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe you know, if there was still Adelaide Herman memorabilia out there, she would be more well known. But you know, history's not kind to women folk. Why is that? I like to say now that you're kick-ass, Adelaide, <laughs> if you're listening to this from beyond the grave, even though you hated spiritualism and didn't believe in it. Yeah, she'd be mad right now if you were saying that. Pave the way for, like I said, not only like women on the stage, but just the entire concept of, a, of the type of stage show that we still enjoy to this day. Cirque du Soleil, give it up for Adelaide Herman. Hey, uh, here. I, said har, David, har. I don't know any other magicians other than Chris Angel and David Blaine. David Copperfield. Fucking Lance. Armstrong. Oh, God, the... the that's the uh, uh, that's the that's the liar. Oh, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> oh, Penn Penn and, Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah, Penn and Teller. Uh, What's that Lance magician guy name? Lance Burton. Lance Burton. I can't think of a single. I, I don't can't know. think of a single magician. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I mean, uh, was, you, you was uh, think of Las Vegas. Anyone who's in Las Vegas is probably a magician. Carrot right? top. Celine Dion, just up there doing sliding hands. The Blue Man just a prop comic. The Blue Man group is definitely a magician. If Carrot Top's a magician, then Gallagher is a magician. Those melons disappeared. Rest in peace, Gallagher. (laughs) I don't know. Gallagher is a piece of shit. What's your guys' favorite, like, (laughs) stage magician type of act? Like, what are y'all a fan of? I like it when they make stuff disappear. That's always fun. I'm a big illusion guy. Like, oh, it looked like you stabbed somebody, but I didn't stab him. Whoa, oh, oh, but it looks like it's going oh through God. him. Like the, like so, like the cutting like in, him half situation. Like in fifth grade, like we had a we had a assembly in fifth grade, and they did a magician magician show because like trying to teach you no to drugs, and that this lady was floating, and it looked like she went into the drug needle. It was wild. That would make me want to do drugs. Way. That happened a lot Floating's when I was in Dare. Pretty cool. You did drugs. Floating is cool. No, in Dare. They were like, hey, don't do drugs because it'll make you feel like you're floating in the clouds and it'll make your your hands feel all tingly. And I was like, that kind of sounds fun, though. Mm, the dangers of dare. Oppos- opposite effect. What kind of stage show, t- stage magic do you like, Zach? Uh, I tell you what kind I don't like, and that's ventriloquism. Oh, yeah. mm. does, is does that, that magic? magic or is that just demonry? I mean, it's sleight of hand. Yeah, that's true. Sleight of mouth. Sleight of mouth. Andrew, do you have a particular flair that you enjoy? I, I mean, I like most shows. I don't really hate shows that are bad. I mean, good. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. But um, Andrew likes to watch things happen, so you can. I like things. Things are fun. Um, I think. But that... I did. I remember, like, magician-wise, there was a comedian named the Amazing Jonathan that I remember, like, was amazing. He was so funny, and I think he died recently. But he was really good in like the early 2000s. He was awesome. Huh. Oh yeah, I remember and hearing about that. He's he great. Sad about it. I was sad about it, but he was, he was awesome back then. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I like funny stuff. I like mag- magician stuff. So you would have liked Kermit the Great and his stage show with Adelaide. Uh, I, I think Probably, I would have yeah. liked it. I think it sounds like a fun show because it's, you know, it's magic and comedy. It's pop culture, but also it's not just like magic, magic, magic. It's like magic and dance and like acrobats. It's like 
a lot of different stuff that that sounds really fun, you know? Yeah. So what's everybody's um, what's everybody's trick that they came up with? Zach, you go first. Okay. So picture me on stage, right? And I've got like a big coat on, right? Like, so like I'm a, I'm up on stage and I've got this coat on, uh, and it's big. Got it. All right. And okay, so you're on stage so with a coat. I'm, okay. It's your big so coat. I'm on stage. It's big, so coat 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 big coat. And it's big. Right. So I open the coat and I. You're naked. I'm fully clothed underneath. I'm fully oh, clothed damn. underneath. Oh, damn. I, I open the cl- the coat kind of like coyly and I pull out a light oh. a light bulb. Oh. And it's and I hold it in my hands and it's fully lit. And then next thing you know, all of the light in the room is coming from just this light bulb. So the, the lights, the lights in the, the lights, the lights in the, in the auditorium go out and, but it's still just as bright and it's all coming from this light bulb that's in my hand. Right. And then I, I wave my arms and the, the ceiling of the auditorium opens up and you can see the sun. Right. And then I throw the light bulb on the ground and it breaks and the sun goes out. And. And that's the trick. What's, what's the trick? You made the sun go away? You do vandalism? No, you, cause, you cause, kill us all? Without the sun, we die. Because I did the thing with the light bulb, and then I did the thing with the sun. And it's you connected because encapsul- it's light you sources. You encapsulated it into the light bulb, and then you stole the sun's energy, you fucking warlock. And then I broke it. And well, then I broke it, and then the sun goes out, and then the planet freezes, and everyone dies. Yeah, exactly. That's how fucking <laughs> magic I am. All right. Wow. And it's called... Lights out. <laughs> it a Zach story. <laughs> yeah. But what's your magic trick? So imagine me in a big coat on stage. What I do is, yeah, yeah. what I do is, what color is it? It's a tan khaki kind of color. You know what I'm saying? So what I do is, I, um, yeah, you look like Columbo under it, aren't you? I, so I grab Zach, put him on stage, let him ramble for a bit, and I disappear. It's called the goodbye audience. I don't want to listen to this no more. <laughs> That's it. I'm gone. You're like, oh, where'd Bo go? But you're too busy falling asleep to Zach's story. <laughs> That's I a terrible that. trick. I want my money back, I think. Ta-da! <laughs> you, I would, too. But I'm already gone. That's the Andrew? thing. I took, I took your money, and I'm gone. Where'd you go? Oh, okay. So you're a con artist. Andrew, yeah. what's your trick? So I was thinking of just shooting Bo into space with a human a cannonball thing, but that's not really a trick. That's more just killing Bo. So I don't want to do that. But I'm game, though, if you um, want to try that. We could try, but okay, so cool. I was thinking I would just but come see, out on that's stage. The thing about, that's the thing about shooting somebody into space, though, is that like space is mostly empty, so you can shoot him into space, and he'll never hit anything. And as long as he doesn't hit anything, there's no impact force, so he'll be fine. That's exactly how that works in space, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. what Carl Sagan talked about on um, that one series that he made. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to... That's that, that, yep. <laughs> just a picture of Bo just floating through the cosmos, like, that's a great <laughs> trick, guys. Guys! Guys. Well, you wouldn't be able to hear him because there's no sound in space. Oh, hey, he'd just be like, bah, 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 bah. no, again, you're still gonna hear me. <laughs> oh it'd, be like, it'd, be, it'd be like this. Get it? Because you're gonna hear That's me. A spot on bow, bow in space impression. <laughs> yeah. Spot on. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, so uh, my my trick, I've thought about it be a little bit easier and something more attainable and something that I would like. I would go out on stage in front of a, like thousands of people. I would hold like coming out holding a container. I would sit down at a small table and chair facing the audience place the container down and then i'll be like i'm gonna make this disappear and there's gonna be lights like like crazy music music's gonna be happening a bunch of dancers are kind of come out behind me like doing you know crazy stuff and i'm gonna open the thing up and it's just a big ass thing of carne asada fries and i'm gonna eat it as fast (laughs) as i can (laughs) and the music's gonna be really intense and when i finish i'm gonna stand up and go 
and I'm going to walk off stage. And really, I'm and just hungry. I want collapse. my money back. <laughs> and no, no, people are going to be like, holy crap. They, he ate it so fast. That was amazing. <laughs> it was magic. No, a normal man could never. <laughs> he get all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I really, um, I just want, I'm just hungry. I'm just, I just all the time. You're so hungry. <laughs> I just love carne soda fries, okay? Um, since I, did, I mean, since I didn't have, uh, I was talking, so I didn't have time to think of one. I can leave y'all with a trick that I read that um, Herman the Great did once that I think y'all will, will like. But okay, uh, say it like that, that you're doing it. Well, like first person description. I'm yeah, not going to do style. that because there's backstory. Um, <sighs> fine. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I guess. Yay! I mean, it's not going to be excited that Woo! exciting because if you don't know the backstory. Okay, so Yay, tell us the backstory and then tell us the first person part. Yeah, but tell it as if you're playing the role of him. Oh my I don't God. know what he was like. Herman is here right now. Hello, yeah. I'm, Herm, I'm Herman the Great. It's I have Herman. maybe a French <laughs> accent because I was born in France. I I, I don't really know. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> it's me, Herman. <laughs> here, go. I'm going to do some tricks for you today, and they're going to be so spectacular. First off, here we go. And he pulls out, he pulled out a deck of cards. Here, here we go. He pulled out a deck of cards, and he started throwing them at the audience. Hell yeah. But not just throwing them. Getting them really close to hitting people, but not. And he started throwing them farther and farther and farther away. People in the top row, he was throwing just whizzing by their heads. He went through an entire deck of cards. Um, then he started, he, you know, he, he had, had a, um, so he was like doing some like fancy hand tricks, you know, making it look good and then flinging these cards. And people were like, oh, oh, oh. And they were like laughing and having a great time. And then, um, when he finished with his last card, he did a little flourish, stepped off stage for a second, stepped back on, and then continued with the rest of his show. Um, throwing cards at people's heads was not originally in his plans uh, because he had been wearing his coat at dinner that had all of his stuff hidden inside of it, all of his secret pockets and whatnot for a slide of hand tricks. Um, and he was having dinner with the manager of the theater, and they had accidentally swapped jackets at the end of the night. So he stepped on stage and was like, okay, and was like, oh. I'm wearing the wrong coat and I don't have anything. The only thing that he had was a deck of cards. And so he was like doing his thing and he whispered to um, Adelaide, please go find the stage manager. He is wearing my coat. And so she was able to track down the manager. Like, stall um, for time. I got this. Yeah. Stall for time. I'll go <laughs> find him. They were able to track him down. She was like, Get, but you're wearing his coat. Come back. You didn't notice that there was a f- seven foot long. There's a fucking dove long... in there, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> um, and then he, when he saw that the manager was there, Adelaide like signaled him, and then he swapped coats off stage and then continued the show as if nothing had happened. Uh, but he had That's that a little... move. That'd be I a bow you'd, move. I thought I'd be you like, guys would like... Stall time. Stall time, Bo. And you'd be like, I got this. I'm just going to throw hey, shit at people. Hey, I'm going to throw stuff really close to people. I'm, but, but like, I'm not going to hit them. I'm going to throw it as close as I can to them, but not actually hit anyone. So could See, you imagine you go, you go to a stage show and you that happens? Like some guy just wa- like says no words. Some guy like, just like they're like, they're Major Herman. Sure and he walks out he and he words. says nothing. And he just he walks out and he opens a pack presence. of cards and just starts throwing them at people. I'd be the funniest. I would ah. laugh my fucking ass off. Do you and think then that he just walks he was, off stage? Do you think if amazing. he was around today, he'd be like one of those guys who spends three hours on a TikTok live, like throwing cards across the room, trying to get one to like <laughs> land perfectly in like a binder clip? No, no he probably not. To. He's too busy just throwing them to have fun. He, I mean, by all accounts, all he's doing it. <laughs> he'd be on the stage in Vegas, dude. Like, well, yeah, but like between shows, you know, because you got to keep your brand awareness up. I don't know. Maybe that's how good he was. He didn't need it. 
he was so good that his wife of I mean, she, he, he'd been dead for like 40 years and they still said that she was just a wife. That's how good he was. Yeah. Wait, so how long? <laughs> when did he die? The And when did she, she die? She toured for 30 long? years to, solo. That's nuts, Fuck, dude. That's bonkers. That's fucking That's nuts. nuts. Yeah, right? Like, uh, he died in 1896 um, and her warehouse fire happened in 1926. Wow. And then she continued to tour for mm, five years after that. That's fucked yeah. up. Wow. So like they that. toured together for like 20 years and then he died and she continued on for longer than when she was with him. I mean, to yeah. be fair, people forgot about Herman the Great too, but he also had less than half of the, I mean, he was a magician before her technically. Yes, he wasn't so know. great. <laughs> got him. Urban for <laughs> being like, great. He got him. Bitch. Fuck you. Bitch. Both of the Hermans lost to time. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite thing that you learned, Bo? That she had tiny hands. <laughs> she has Christ, such a sound of all of her accomplishments. Why are you saying it like that? It's so oh, gross. Because they're so she she had tiny hands. Because they were so guy. small. I think we should just cut Bo out of this entire podcast. I do. Exactly. What was your favorite thing you learned? <laughs> my favorite one. My favorite one was uh, was the the spooky ghost, the the spooky ghost one, the spooky ghost story. The spooky ghost uh, story. The trick that she did. Oh, where, where she, she would get burned to the stake ghost. and return as a ghost and terrorize the person who killed her. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. And you know, oh, I'd be sitting in that stage. Kill him. Get him. <laughs> Tear his eyes out. Grab his dick and twist it. <laughs> the old twist his dick. Uh, Andrew, what was your favorite part? I will famously say what I didn't like the most, which is that oh, okay. she was forgotten and she's just wife. But I did have a fun time learning about her tricks. I really do like that where that dude just ran out and just started throwing cards at people. I think that's fucking hilarious. But I also <laughs> like her crazy tricks too, where she was chasing people as ghosts and pretending to be a guy, being like, oh, I'm definitely a man. <laughs> and don't forget that's about her hands. Cool. Levitation, dancing, Mulan disappearing style. acts, sleight of hand. See, she dance. did it all. Bullet catch. <laughs> shot, getting shot out of a cannon. Sleight of tiny hand. Ooh. But I also like my trick that I thought up, so I'm going to go practice that. <laughs> did you get Carnegie Sleight of <laughs> I wish I had some cardio Abracadabra, give me some cardio Um, Zach, you took us into this episode? I'm surprised that we made it this entire way without an, a single abracadabra. 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 Because it's hard to get out. It doesn't work. Watch this. That's why Abra- we did That's why we Abracadabra. No, no. Abracadabra. Oh, duh. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. No, no, wait, wait. Abracadabra. You stole my joke. Oh, sorry. Post it. <laughs> Abocadabra. Uh, classic thief. Zach, yeah, take us out. Uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Why'd you make that noise? <laughs> I don't know. And I immediately regretted it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for, thanks for, hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Get Dumped On, an InfoDump podcast. Uh, if you liked this episode, please leave us a, a review, um, send us an email, or better yet, leave a public comment on one of our Instagram posts, because higher engagement gets us favored by the algorithm. You're engaged? Uh, give Aww. the... Aww. give the so if, you, if you like the podcast, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend, post randomly about us on the internet, or, you know, just let people know that we're, that we're out here and we're doing this thing. Um, thanks for listening, and I really appreciate that you're taking your time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Um, I enjoyed being here, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, 
We our email is getdumpedonpod at gmail.com. We are get dumped on podcast. Get dumped on podcast at gmail.com. Get dumped on pod on Instagram. And uh we just made a subreddit. Please you can be the first <laughs> post on it. Post that your tiny hands. Slash post your tiny on. hands for me. Don't do that. Please I want don't to do see um, the tiny hands. <laughs> So let yeah. us know if you've thanks ever heard listening. of Adelaide Herman. I'd be very interested. Yeah, thanks for listening. Leave us a positive review. If you, you don't want to have us for listening four times review, in your outro, just that's really yeah. thankful. Keep it for for listening. No. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, hey thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I've been Zach. I've been Zach, and that's been Bo, and that's been Andrew, and that's been Ash. Bye. 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 We got the meat. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you. I hope you liked it. Let's go. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college and were able to sidestep mountains of unnecessary debt. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Well, grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. At Adelaide, magic her way. <laughs> oh, bye. That was too Mickey Mousey. I, re- I regret making that so Mickey Mickey Mousey. <laughs>